welcome back to the podcast, The Ship of Dreams, a Titanic podcast. I am Michaela and with me here is Manuel. Hi. And we are really excited to talk with you again about Titanic. Let's jump right into it because we have quite a lot ahead of us. The next scene we're doing is called Reflections of the Past and it starts with a very big helicopter flying over the ocean to the Caldish. And then we are taking stride to Mr. Louis Bodine, who is talking to Love It, and he clearly doesn't believe that the old Rose is the real Rose. <laughs> so he says, she's a goddamn liar. Probably he, she only wants to do this because of money or publicity, but actually I don't think so Because I mean she's quite old. She will die probably very soon. So why would she do it for money? Yeah, I also think publicity is kind of not relevant because you told me in the last scene that Lovett paid the camera team to film the opening of the safe which means that the public is not that interested that they would send the camera team for themselves. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's for publicity just because she saw it on... So the question is, why would she actually tell Lovett that she knows something about the diamond? If she is who she is, it's true. <laughs> Maybe she really wants to go back to see or to have things that belong to her mm -hmm. and see them and kind of have flashbacks and think about the good times that she had on Titanic or to get reminiscent of the past maybe. Yeah, which would be good because uh, it reflects the title of the scene, Reflections of the Past. So actually, this could be a good answer to it. Okay, so we find something out about old Rose. Boudin says that she says she's Rose David Bucater. Rose David Bucater died on Titanic at the age of 17. If she'd lived, she'd be over 100. And then uh, Lovett says, 101 next month. <laughs> then Boudin says... Okay, so she's a very old goddamn liar. <laughs> I love that. He's just so natural. So we find out about Rose that she was working as an actress under the name Rose Dawson, which is a setup. We don't know that yet, but if you can recall in the movie, the guy she gets to know is called Jack Dawson. And so she finally took his name. We will actually talk about that later on. She married a guy named Calvet, punches out a couple of kids, as Boudin is saying, it's so nice. Get referred to Cedar Rabbits, Calvet's dad. Cedar Rabbits is a very small town in Iowa. That's what we find out about her at this time. I remember when I first saw it, I thought, okay, so why did she lie about her name? I mean, obviously we get to know that when the story continues, but at that moment it was like, she must be a very old goddamn liar. Well, I actually never really thought about that when I saw the movie or the scenes because it was just so minor that I kind of overheard it. I would say it was just okay could be lying but for the sake of the movie I don't think she would it would be a lie it is a movie and it is all a setup so it was so logic so it has something has to happen that brings us to the Titanic yeah that's true and that is the connection we get to know her story yeah you're so logic I can't even I mean I'm always so emotional attached to the movie <laughs> and we get to know another thing she always travels with her pets oh yeah right and right. her granddaughter so we see that she comes with this helicopter and she has has her pets with her so there are like fish yeah two fish i think and a dog and a dog oh i found out the breed of the dog it's a spitz and it's called freddy the dog is called freddy in real life or in the movie no in the movie oh. i've seen it in the screenplay <laughs> so cool 
And we also see that she travels with a lot of luggage. This is also a small setup because later on then when she embarks on the Titanic, we see that she also travels with a lot of luggage, which probably means you know, there's a connection between the personality because obviously it's not the same actress. So we need to have some kind of things that connect them together. And she's now as old lady traveling with a lot of luggage. And she was when she was young. So probably this is one connection we can draw. Yeah, which tells us she might have been and still is rich. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, yes, she was. We will find that out later, but she's not anymore. She obviously had a nice life with two kids and a, and a man and everything, but she's not rich anymore. So it's just like, you know, a normal... Like we are. We are not rich. Our Sadly. parents, yeah. <laughs> I mean, our parents aren't rich, but they, you know, get on well. Yeah, but I guess it's have. it's then habits. Yeah. And you keep them like your it's habit that you just travel with a lot of stuff because you can. Yeah. And I guess it's just something that you don't change anymore. True. And I also think that I mean when she was calling Love It and says, Come on, I know something about the, the, the diamond, so can I just hop on your boat and we'll talk about it? She didn't know how long she was gonna stay there. How much do you pack for a travel that you don't know how long it's going to last? Probably you would pack more than you would need. Yeah, sure, but I think it's still very unlikely to pack the pets because yeah. you can just give them to your children or something like that. Still, we don't know what happens to their children. We only know about Lizzie and Lizzie is with her. Maybe the children are already already dead. I mean, she's 101 when she got the children when she was like, I don't know, 25 or something. They could be already dead, actually. But Boudin said she punched out a couple of kids, which makes us assume that there are more and there might even be more grandchildren than just Lizzie. Mm -hmm. I think they really referred with a couple to a couple, like two children and not more than two children. In the screenplay, it was written, got two kids. This punches out a couple of kids was just something Bodine said in his role to make it more realistic. But so it was always planned that she only had two kids. I don't know, they could be already dead or they wouldn't have the time to, to watch the dogs or they probably would even be in another country. We don't know that. So there may be really just Lizzie to take care of her and she wouldn't let her go alone. So they would have just needed to take pets with them. Yeah, sure. May might be. We don't know that, but yeah. Um, the only thing that I really was always concerned in this scene, it's so loud. And I think it's the scene that I don't like that much because it's so loud. Yeah, I guess it kind of has to be because we have a helicopter, which obviously is loud. And we have the, the motor of the boat on the ocean, which is also loud. So I guess it has to be loud to be authentic. Yeah, I know, but I just don't like it. It's so loud. I, I prefer the silent scenes. Like the next scene we have is where she is in a cabin and then there's this, this silence and I love it. This is just, you know, from this, oh my God, it's so loud and so annoyingly loud to this calm silence. Yeah, I think it's also, it's kind of a contrast in the present scenes. Mm -hmm. They are always louder and more respect mm -hmm. in these scenes. While in the, in the flashback scenes, in the past scenes, they are more calm and collected and more mm -hmm. stretched out, I would say. In the present, we have to get a lot of information in a few minutes. Yeah, which is, I true. guess, okay, yeah. I, that has to happen a lot mm -hmm. in these. Because it's also, I mean, it's like reflections of the past. It's long gone. So we need to have some kind of contrast. Yeah, I don't know if you can, though, if I had to estimate 
underestimate something, I would say it's half an hour of the movie is in the present, while the rest of the movie is centered in the past. Yes, that's I true. Guess. Yeah. Okay, well, you can see now, everyone else can't, but I mean, you can think about it because I assume that you have watched the movie a million times before. And so we are in the cabin on the Kalish and we see that uh, Rose puts out a lot of pictures, a lot of photos, and this is, our, again, a little setup for later. Do you remember one of the last sequences of the movie? You mean the one where Jack asks her to live her life and do all the things that they talked about or something like yeah, that? Yeah, too. And I even mean like later there is where we see the pictures again when she's like kind of sleeping or something in her cabin and we see all the pictures like close-ups from them. So we see actually that she did a lot of stuff that she promised Jack to do. So this is set up. We see now they're pulling out this picture so they must be important and then later on they explain why. And I yeah. like that, how, how Cameron does these things. And also in the last episode we, can, we saw those pictures already. So we get to see them again. When we get to see her home, mm -hmm. when you see Old Rose the first time, we get the first thing we see is a shot of the pictures. Yeah, but I don't know, is it actually these pictures I think or is they it are. just some pictures? No, I think they are. Okay, that's good. I haven't I haven't noticed that <laughs> until now. Love it comes in just in the the cabin and asks her if everything alright. Would you like anything? And then Rose says, I would like to see my drawing. <laughs> She's so fragile. Well they go to the lab and then she finally looks over her drawing. She closes her eyes and then there is a very short glimpse. It's a memory. We see a warm light. We see how the picture was drawn. And this is actually a memory of Jack drawing her. We also see his eyes. And there are, in contrast to the now time, that there are very warm colors. Because in the, the present day, the colors are very cold. They're like bluish or something or grayish uh, but in the flashback the colors are very very warm and and like this orange red kind of thing so i think this is always like her how she remembers these memories you know in a very warm welcoming way and i guess it also makes sense to be because now she's in a lab as we know in labs the, the white light is white it has to look sterile it has to look sterile and in the past we had the light coming from i guess at that time candles or chandeliers which were naturally an orange or reddish light which makes it seem a lot warmer i guess so i don't think it's just how she remembers it's just the fact that it was like that you're just ruining all my my emotional explaining of what's going on you <laughs> so logic so guys you see we have some really different thoughts on what's going on here <laughs> you're right obviously but i don't know i always like thinking about that she just remembered them different oh gosh okay so we then go on getting some infos about the heart of the ocean so that this diamond is worth more than the hope diamond yeah but does the heart of the ocean ex does it exist in no. real life no 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 okay. no we get to know that louis the 16th wore the stone and it is called le coeur de la mer it's French for the heart of the ocean, obviously. It disappeared in 1792, about the time Louis lost everything, the neck up. He lost it at that point. Then Lizzie is asking her grandma, you actually believe this is you, Nana? And Rose, the old Rose, is saying, it is me, dear. Wasn't I a dish? <laughs> That's so cool. I know that from behind the scenes that Gloria Stewart, the actress of Old Rose, never changed a thing in this whole script because she always wanted to do it right. This is just some kind of, you know, this old Hollywood thing. You never changed a bit. 
nowadays the actors kind of can change things if they don't feel natural in saying stuff. She never did just this once because the original line was it is me, dear, wasn't I a hot number? But then she said, okay, in my days, this would mean more like, yeah, I'm a, you know, a light girl. You can have me easily. And she never wanted to say that. So she asked if she could change it to wasn't I a dish. Makes a lot of sense, I guess. Yeah. You don't want to say about yourself that you're an easy one to have. Yeah, not in front of your granddaughter. Yeah, that's, that's true. Oh my God. So we find out about this Nathan Hockley, that his son, Calvin Hockley, was Rose's fiancé. So we know a bit about her prior Titanic time. And then he says the claim was filed right after the sinking, so the diamond had to have gone down with the ship. The next time you watch the movie, you need to look at Rose's face. The, the, the... She's like, no, it didn't. Yeah, that's like this the smirk she's, she gets on her face, like, ah, you think so? That's interesting. I don't like how Lovett tells her, and that makes you my new best friend. And I was always like, yeah, what if she doesn't want to be your friend, dude? Well, I don't know if that's something that you just say. But yeah, to me, it also sounded a bit weird, like slimy, I would, I would even say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can give me information about the one thing I want in life, so you're my best friend now. <laughs> Yeah. I don't care about you about your other personality traits or anything. But I guess that was not what was intended. I guess it should have been funny. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I like the movie, but I don't like like every bit of it. I yeah, think but I there just... are bits in there that could have been better. The loud scene, for example. Yeah. This is not an objective point of view. Yeah, of course. Maybe someone finds it funny or maybe I'm yeah. totally wrong and... Cameron wanted to have a completely different impact on us with that. Maybe he wanted him to sound slimy. Yeah, I mean, he was. Love it, the character is something uh, a little bit slimy. And he just wants to have this uh, diamond in his hands. And he would do probably everything to get it. So... Yeah, but I guess it's also a bit of pressure since he promised to find it. Yeah. And so I guess there's a lot of pressure on his... Yeah. As we already know, it's very expensive too. So... Yeah. This is... So he mentions to her that they got some things out of her cabin if she wants to see them. And she obviously says yes. So it's some kind of her past. I mean, she has then this hand mirror in her hands. And I think this is, this is so amazing. Think about it. You lost your things like 84 years ago. And then you finally have them back in your hands. This is immense. I mean, this feeling must be overwhelming. I don't get it. It's just like you have a hand mirror, you throw it down, you buy a new one. No, but this is this is different. I mean, you have this in your in another life and then you have it back and it's like, wow, two worlds crushing against each other. Yeah, but she just, like we will know later, she has the heart of the ocean with her. Mm -hmm. So she has something from the past. Yeah, but that's different because she got the diamond from her fiancé. And she obviously didn't like him very much. So it's not a very good reminder of the past. But this mirror probably she got from her father that we will get to know that he died when she was like 16 years old or 15 years old. Okay. And then she also has this... I think it's actually hair comb that she has like with this butterfly things. I always wanted to have this because it's amazingly beautiful you see in her eyes that she's almost crying and she wore it also in her head it's a little sad up because in a movie later on we see that she has this thing in her hair um during the kissing scene so it's another setup and you see she's almost crying and then love it 
uses this moment of fragility and asks her, come on, would you come with us once more on the Titanic? And she's, yes, okay, I'll do it. Then Mr. Louis Boudin shows her the simulation about how Titanic is sunk. And, and one thing, is it very wise to show a passenger who survived this tragic thing stuff from that ship? how it sank. Wouldn't well, that cause some kind of PTSD? I guess there's... We're missing some information here before. Maybe she was asked if she wanted to see it. We don't know that. We just get the shot where he starts explaining. Mm -hmm. But we have no idea what happened before. Oh my god, you're so intelligent. <laughs> Because actually there, there was something written in the script that they didn't want it to have done in the actual movie. But there was a little scene written where... Louis starts to tell her that they have this large database and they collected all this information because he's really hyped about this. And Lovett tells him, okay, chill, because Rose might not want to see this. And then Rose says, actually, no, no, it's fine. I'm curious. I think this is very sad that they cut out this scene because it really kind of shows us that she wants to know these things. She wants to know how it happened, probably to fill in some gaps that she always had. So you're super intelligent. I like that. <laughs> yeah, or maybe she wanted to, to see if that's really the truth, what happened, if it fits with her view of things from that time on. But I need to say that the simulation is not really right. I don't know if you ever heard of it, THG, Titanic Honor and Glory. I will put the link in the description. These are some guys, they are very affectionate and passionate about Titanic. They do some really, really good simulations about the sinking of the Titanic. And they also try to do a computer game about it where you can explore the ship and you can revisit and be a part of the sinking. With lots of scientists and researchers and experts, they found out that it actually did not happen just like this. So as Boudin would say, the R's was not just right up. So there was like not 45 degrees of incline. There was only 11 degrees. But I mean, 1997, they didn't know it better, so... Well, it was just uh, how the things were at that time. Yeah, but it was in 1997. It's now 2021. So how many years later? In between. A lot. <laughs> so they mm -hmm. had some time to gather new information. Well, there's something I want to mention since I mm -hmm. saw it now, I think in almost every scene. Okay. The shirt that Boudin wears with this emoji. We see it so often, we don't see the clothing of anyone that often. I don't know, I think this is the logo of a band. Really? I think so. So if you probably know this, just let us know because we would be really interested in it. And if we find it out, then we'll let you know what it is. So Rose says, you surely understand that the experience was a bit different. And then Love It asks her, will you share it with us? So she stands up and goes to the monitors. And you see when she looks at it, she's full of emotion. To see this wreck so she knew how the ship was looking when it was titanic's first days on sea ever and she knew how everything was and now she sees it damaged and lying there two and a half miles down and gets all this emotional see this door she again has some kind of flashback again again with this warm light so the steward is opening up the door for her we hear in the background strings playing and a piano like this little sound draws us back in. Her memories are still very vivid. So she starts crying and Lizzie tries to bring her back to the room, but she doesn't want to because she just wants to tell her story. Since she's over 100 years, I guess she never imagined that it would be possible for her to tell her story again. 
Yeah. And then comes this epic moment. This is one of my all-time favorite scenes. Because this is always the part when I understand, oh my god, I'm going back to Titanic. <laughs> this is a meme, actually. It's been 84 years. Yeah, yeah. you know it, yes. <laughs> and so she says, it's been 84 years. And Love It tells him, um, it's fine. You don't just tell us what you can, what you remember. And she's like, do you want to hear the story or not, Mr. Love It? <laughs> so she's still sassy. And then she says... It's been 84 years and I can still smell the fresh paint. The, the china, china had never, had never been, been used. used. The sheets had never been slept in. Titanic was called the ship of dreams. And it was. It really was. And then we see the bow in the background. It's, it's drawing closer and it's still the wreck, but it mysteriously transforms back to this magnificent ship that it was. And this is actually the part where we get drawn into the story. The only thing I want to talk about here is really this part where she says that she can still smell the fresh paint. I don't know how it is about you, but if I remember something that I always have the smell, my brain is kind of trying to make it more vivid for me. And I like how she mentions that too, that it is so long gone. But if she thinks about it, then, then all these, these thoughts and this, these reminders come back to life. And it's like she's there again. I really like that. We are finally there where it starts to getting more interesting. Yeah, we know that it's flashback time now. This is where we should finish this episode now. Well, okay, is there anything else you want to mention, you want to ask, you want to whatsoever? Well, not really, I guess. I think we just, we have talked about the most things. I really want to know what is the thing on the t-shirt. Well, that's it. So we've talked about all things that were in this scene. Yeah, and the next time we really get into it, we get into the past and we get to know a bit more. Yeah. About roses. History. Most mostly about history because there's so much things I want to talk about the ship and the time period and the dressings and there's so much stuff to talk about. So have a nice week. Let us know in the comments what you think about it, what we could do better, what we should um talk about. Yeah, and maybe if we forgot something you can also tell us. Thank you guys for listening to us again. If you want, join us the next time. Bye. Bye guys.